ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining us today. And there's been a running theme in today's landscape that's really been fascinating me. And I probably spend the most time thinking about the motivations people have to not relitigate very important topics when and if new information is made available that may challenge a strongly held belief. We have talked a lot about cognitive dissonance, where your brain will protect you from that uneasy feeling of having what you believe challenged. It is truly an amazing mental self-defense system that we have in our brains. However, just because it's really effective doesn't mean it's always helping you. In fact, the more I encounter cognitive dissonance, the more I realize it is preventing the progress that we all need to make. And I get it. We as humans need predictability. We need safety. We need comfort. The only way we were able to survive thousands and thousands of years through evolution was our brain, right? We slept in trees if we wanted to live. We stayed in the cave at night if we wanted to live. Because when you're not at the top of the food chain, there are certain survival skills that need to be developed and perfected to survive as a species. Something I'm waking up to is that we still have our old brain operating system that keeps us safe, you know, when we shared the land with the lions, but now the lions aren't the problem anymore. I mean, shit, most of us can pass out on our front lawn and, and awake with nothing more than a stiff neck and back and some mosquito bites. The dangers of today aren't as obvious as they were back in the day. However, our brain's self-defense mechanisms remain unchanged. And maybe they're being co-opted. Instead of protecting us from apex predators, it just shields us from a different kind of threat, the threat that we might be wrong, or the threat we might have been taken advantage of, or the threat that we might have been bamboozled. People feel very strongly about beliefs that they're really invested in. And we're in a time where the religion and the community have been removed and politics has kind of swooped in and, and, and filled that void. Our, our politics have become our religion. We said that many times on this show because a lot of us are just believing in shit and we're so convinced we're right, yet we'll never even explain ourselves to those who ask questions. There's no more, hey, let me tell you about my friend Jesus Christ, right? The, the bragging of one's religion, that age-old tactic of negotiation and debate, most religious zealots can explain why they believe what they believe, and they can clearly communicate the benefit of following their lead. It doesn't have to make sense to you. However, I do respect the work and the thinking that went into that feeling so strongly about something. But religion in most cases has been replaced with ideas that were sold to you. Just a lifeline to grab onto in just a storm of anxiety. Well, when life got tough, when life got unpredictable, your biological superpowers kick in and prevent us from changing something we are comfortable with. There's no lions in my house. I'm safe on my couch watching America's Got Autoimmune Issues, drinking a locally brewed double IPA, eating food I didn't cook, right? There's no need to go looking for shit that makes us uncomfortable. I'm comfy. I'm fine. I mean, I get it, but I'm not okay with it. And I think it's dangerous. Because of our amazing ability to keep our head in the sand, to maintain our comfort, 
it would seem to me that the population is more concerned with comfort than freedom, and they are an easy target. Not a target for destruction, but rather a target to steal from, to suck resources from. Seems like all we have to do is make up some scary sounding shit and in exchange for the comfort we seek, we just have to give up some liberties over there, some freedoms over here. Hey, hop over that obstacle over there. Sure, you'll get home, you'll be broke and have no freedom, but hey, you'll be comfortable. That couch will still be there waiting for you. And as the comfort seekers are calling me crazy, I'm watching the most powerful people in the world tell you to your face that they are working towards global control. Whether it's the World Economic Forum or the United Nations, the elites are basically telling us life as we know it is unsustainable for the planet and we have to make some changes. Surely we can all agree on that point, right? That is the message. That's the climate crisis. That's one of these big ticket items we seem to be discussing and just believing and running with. You can keep your comfort, we just need to make some slow incremental changes to the items used to achieve your comfort. And when you exchange your freedom for comfort, you will lose both. There are some concerned citizens that believe there is a chance that the few will use climate and COVID type events to get the necessary infrastructure to kind of Trojan horse in the technology to be able to control the population. Much like China talked about it a lot. Tools the few would use to control the many would be those vaccine passports, the QR code stuff, the central bank digital currency, carbon footprint trackers, all are just ways to control people under the guise of helping the planet or your neighbor. It's the greater good theory, but they got smarter about how they sell it to you. No one in the greater good group ever came out of the greater good forced altruism shit better off than they went in. The constant self-sacrificing tasks keep going until you self-sacrifice yourself. Never do you get to enjoy someone else's sacrifices or your own. So they change it up. Hey, self-sacrifice for your planet by doing the things we tell you to do. Self-sacrifice for your neighbor's health by doing the things we tell you to do. It's because of the do this or else messaging coming from the few on top that does not make any sense to me. It doesn't feel like an honest concern to me. What I'm realizing now is when I raise my concerns, all it does is threaten the people's comfort instead of getting them curious. When they tell me carbon emissions are the problem and then promote solutions that not only don't lower net carbon emissions, but refuse an honest conversation about potential problems and other solutions, while at the same time calling all the opponents climate deniers. That doesn't make any sense to me. So that is a red flag that will stay up until someone can explain the hypocrisies and nonsensical reasoning. But when I raise up that flag and those concerns come out, all that does is threaten people's comfort. Personally, for me, ideas, concerns, theories, everything just remains on the table of possibility until they can be disproven. Doesn't matter how crazy they appear on the surface. Shit, the crazier something appears to be, the easier it should be in disproving it, right? And what's important here is what is your motivation for keeping things on the table or removing them? And here is where I feel I differ from members of my family and people who think I'm crazy for entertaining such possibilities. See, they call them conspiracy theories to minimize the concern so they can stay in comfy land. I just call them possibilities. 
My motivation is to seeking the truth. I want to be right. I think that is different from people who don't want to be wrong. Does that make sense? And I first thought people who don't want to be wrong have an ego problem. And that ego problem is that your ego is working hard to make sure you're right instead of making sure you're right. And saying this out loud, maybe I have the ego problem and the people who seek comfort have the cognitive dissidence problem. See, earlier in my life, my ego was my enemy. It prevented me from having any self-awareness. It prevented any self-reflection. It prevented me from taking any accountability of my actions. It basically helped to protect this fragile version of myself. And after years of knocking that shit down and understanding there are areas of my life that need work because of me, not other people, I now have a better appreciation in a, in a need, a real need for real shit. You know, real relationships, real conversations, real experiences. And every time I hit a roadblock in those areas of my life, more often than not, I run into cognitive dissidence. And before, my ego would prevent progress and fuel cognitive dissidence. Now I feel like I was able to retrain my ego and harness its power to want to be right, to seek the truth as the goal, not to protect me. No longer am I trying not to be wrong. I mean, that's fucking easy. Just don't admit you're wrong to yourself. Eh, done. How easy was that? Did that take any fucking effort? Nope. But imagine if you harness that delusional power and use it for good. And cognitive dissonance is so powerful. It, it literally gives you the strength to look a truth right in the eyes and call it a lie or deny its existence. Like I, I decided to take that energy and use it to fuel my need to seek the truth. Look at it like this. If you are wrong about something or new information comes out that should be factored into your evaluation of a topic, your cognitive dissonance will not allow that because it may affect the foundation of your knowledge and the thought of being wrong is unacceptable to your ego, your comfort is threatened, holy shit, batten down the hatches. And to quote my friend Michelle, you will be stuck on stupid. That's when your cognitive dissonance will swoop in and give you ways to discredit, dismiss, or straight up fucking ignore anything that may be contrary to your closely held belief. And then your ego will just amplify that shit to keep you comfortable. However, what if you were able to use your ego to help you? Ooh, think of ego like the force in Star Wars, right? There's a good and a bad side of it. It's a very powerful force. It can be used for real good and can be used for real bad. And I'm trying real hard to use my ego to help seek the truth. It's a work in progress. I'm not claiming to be perfect, even though that's how it's perceived by many people in my family. Right, their cognitive dissonance aids them in perceiving me as a fucking know-it-all with a big ego. Ah, the projection, right? But I'm working. It's a work in progress. I'm working on getting to a place where my ego will not accept ignoring anything that pertains to my knowledge collection on a topic and seeking the truth. So if my motivation is to seek the truth, shit remains on the table until disproven and anything that was previously settled can be relitigated with the introduction of new evidence. And I gotta be honest with you, this is so freeing. Now what is so freeing, in my opinion, about this approach is who gives a shit if I was wrong about something in the past? 
That no longer matters. That's not even on a fucking scoreboard. Because the goal is to find the truth. Like right now and every day going forward. I could care freaking less if new information comes out that makes something I used to believe incorrect. My ego is only interested in the truth. It's not interested in protecting me from some manufactured shame of being wrong. I mean, Christ, it's basically science. Everything is on the table until proven otherwise. And a good example of this is when you watch The Big Bang Theory. Fucking great show. Highly recommended if you haven't seen it. And the four main characters are scientists. And all they do is they apply their profession to every other moment of their life. And something that always sticks out to me on that show is when they argue. I mean, everyone on that show is extremely confident. They're extremely educated. They're fucking smart as shit. So when they say something, they believe it. They're very confident in the things they say. And even when the debate, when they disagree, when the debate gets heated, the moment someone makes a good point, it is acknowledged. It's accounted for. Holy shit, is that refreshing. Even though that point may disprove your hypothesis, a fact is a fact and should be recognized. It is inspirational to watch. I mean, can you imagine if our discourse today was handled that way? How much better off we would be? Think of all the division caused by the egos and the cognitive dissonance out there. Every second of every day, I am on the lookout for evidence that my concerns are not valid. I've said many times, man, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love for someone to be able to prove all of my concerns irrelevant so I can return to comfort. But so far, that hasn't happened. So I'm concerned there are bad actors that are trying to ruin our country because it's the only thing standing in the way of a one-world authoritarian government. They would need to destroy the American principles and the institutions that make America, America. Because without American principles worth fighting for, if the American dream is a lie, if free speech is dangerous, if we, can, if we can't handle freedom and all it does is foster racism or fucking insert any social justice cause there, if you destroy the concept America is built on, then you destroy America. And without freedom, you'll be forced to be obedient to authority. And so far, no one has been able to convince me that that is not a possibility. My wife has a great saying, and it should make you think for a second. She always says, if you wanted to destroy this country, what would you do differently? How would I destroy the U.S.? Ask yourself. I did a whole episode on this called the Fun Thought Exercise. I'll link it in the description. It's an old one. Listen to it. It's funny. But here are some cliff notes. You know, we elect morons in office to just truly demoralize the voters. We, fuck, we have a demented, corrupt president. We got a stroke-surviving, hoodie-wearing senator that can't read a fucking statement from a piece of paper. We have another octogenarian on death's doorstep being exploited and wheeled around in California. I mean, people, are they doing what they think is right for you? Or are they doing what they're told? Are they just trying to survive the day? I mean, Jesus. To fund the police, decriminalize crime. I mean, create as many victim classes as possible. If you keep people identifying with limitations of being a victim, then you succeeded in diverting their energy and resources, fighting the imaginary boogeymen, keeping them down instead of those responsible for their actual suffering, right? Keep them divided, keep them demoralized. Destroy the family dynamic. Yeah, let's never discuss the importance of mental health. Let's get the public addicted to unhealthy food too while we're at it. Open the borders. Let as many people in, let as many drugs in, let as many criminals in. The borders have been wide open for years. 
Even the most virtuous sanctuary cities are declaring states of emergency because they cannot accommodate thousands of illegal immigrants. I mean, we can't even take care of our own citizens, our own veterans, our own seniors. Like, what the fuck are we doing? They were putting illegal immigrants in a school gymnasium in New York. What could go wrong there? Think about that. I had to submit to a background check with fingerprints to coach my daughter's soccer team to be around fucking kids. On and on, but I think you get my point. So right under the guise of morality, we have been accepting of laws and legislation that make no sense. Fairness to criminals that happen to identify with a protected victim status group, right? Fairness to those fucking criminals is more important than upholding the laws in place to protect people from criminal behavior in the first place. If you want to destroy this country, what would you do differently than what we're currently doing? And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then I would challenge you to have a chat with your ego and drill down into your motivations behind not considering these, quote, crazy sounding possibilities. Explore any cognitive dissidence that you may have. Nick, how do I know if my ego is misleading me or if I'm suffering from cognitive dissidence? It's a great question. And to wrap this up, let's take a quick yes or no quiz to see who's driving the bus, reason or ego. All right, play along at home. Six yes or no questions. Number one, has your opinion on all things COVID changed over the last three years? Yes or no? Question two, can you see any potential dangers to letting boys into girls' bathrooms and locker rooms? Yes or no? Question three, can you see any potential dangers in letting a kid get a sex change? Yes or no? Number four, can you see any potential dangers in giving children access to gay pornography in school? Yes or no? Can you spot the danger? Number five, can you see any potential dangers in authority forcing people to comply? Yes or no? And lastly, number six, can you see any potential dangers in censoring anything that challenges the authority's narrative? Yes or no? That's it. And here's the test. If you answered no to any one of those questions, your ego is in the way and you get some cognitive dissonance going on. For me, the telltale sign of ego and cognitive dissonance issues is the unwillingness to concede an obvious point in a discussion. Like in Big Bang Theory, no matter how right you think you are, a valid concern should still be acknowledged. No matter how right you think you are about the importance of trans rights, you can surely acknowledge some boundaries with children and some potential dangers that may arise from bad actors using this cause and using your tolerance to hurt people. Only after you identify the cognitive dissidence narratives in your brain and repurpose your ego to do good, can we make progress as a collective species? And if you just thought to yourself, who the hell does this guy think he is? Then you just tested positive for CD. And yes, there is a pill for that. And it's red. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in. And stops my mind from wandering Where it will go I'm feeling the cracks that ran through
and kept my mind from 